Wayne coming this morning. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Pastor Curtis. Amen. Amen. I'm so glad to be saved this morning. Amen. So glad Jesus saved me. Hallelujah. Filled me with the Holy Ghost and told me to run on. Hallelujah. Isn't God good? It's good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Amen. Good to see all you guys this morning, everybody over here in King City. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So glad that you saw fit to come out and be with us this morning. I know the Lord's going to uh, speak to us this morning. Amen. If uh, any time I'm scheduled to preach, Brother, da- Brother Curtis would dare to have me over. Amen. I know the Lord has, has got something he wants to say. No doubt. He's speaking to his people the blood of his son in this final hour. Amen. I'm probably not going to say anything this morning that you haven't already heard. Amen. I was listening to um, Pastor Curtis on the, I believe it was the Friday broadcast, the, the lunch hour. Amen. And it's already been announced. He does these uh, broadcasts. I call them a broadcast, teaching sessions on uh, Monday and Fridays. Amen. And during the lunch hour. So, uh, amen. During lunchtime, get you a ham sandwich and feast on the lamb at the same time. Amen. And be a part of these uh, teaching sessions. Amen. You can't help but learn. Amen. I've always said, Pastor Curtis, man, he's, man he, can, he can put it out there. Amen. So uh, this morning, probably what I'm going to do is just repeat what Brother Curtis has already said. Amen. Praise God. Amen. But uh, I want to share something from the Word of God with you this morning. I got full of the Holy Ghost and ran on. Hallelujah. Amen. My, my runner is not quite as good as it used to be, but I'm still running. Amen. My jumper is not. I, don't, I, I can still jump. I just can't stay in there as long as I used to. Praise the Lord. Amen. But uh, I was thinking about what Pastor Curtis said. You know, the Apostle Paul said at the, at the close of his life, you know, all the things that he'd been through in, in his life as a minister and the cross preacher. Amen. And, you know, he said, I've, I've, I've fought a good fight. I've finished my course. He said, I kept the faith. You know, when you draw your last breath, that's what's going to matter more than anything is that you fought the good fight and that you finished your course and that you have kept the faith. And you see over and over in his letters and his epistles where he would where he would admonish, encourage, and even warn the body just as he did in, in Colossians chapter 1 and verse 23 where he would tell the people, and he's telling us today as well, to continue in the faith, amen. We all know those that have dropped out, they drew back, they quit, whatever the reason, there's never a good reason to quit, amen. There's never, there will ne- you will never have an excuse when you stand before the, the Lord, the one with the nail-pierced hands, amen. He's not accepting any excuses today, amen. So we've been called upon and we have been equipped, Amen, to be able to endure, to overcome, to march on, to press in, press through, and 
and continue on in this good fight, amen. But Paul said, continue in the faith, and he said, be not moved away from the hope of the gospel, amen. And, uh, you know, I don't know, I think as I look out across the room here, I think I've met, know most everyone, might be one or two that I've, I've not met, amen. But there's, there's a crowd of folks that's listening by internet this morning, but I want to say something to you, amen. But I was reading in, in, in the Bible the other day, amen, and I ran across a passage of Scripture. You know, over there in, in, uh, in Revelation chapter 19, it speaks about when Christ, you know, he's, this is going to happen not too far away. Christ is going to come back, and the Bible says he's going to come back riding a white horse, and we're going to come back with him at that time. Those that's been raptured out of here, that could happen today. I said, that could happen today. Amen. The question is, are you ready to meet him in the air? Amen. Praise God. Amen. But the Bible says, speaking about that, Revelation chapter 19, amen, it says when he shows up on the Mount of Olivet, amen, when he, when he, when he lands on the Mount of Olivet, that's when he's going to, that's referred to his second advent, amen, when he's going to literally come back to the earth. Amen. That's not going to happen at the rapture. We're going to meet him in the air. Amen. I said, we're going to meet him in the clouds. We're going to meet him in the air, and there'll be a cloud of saints in the air. What a camp meeting that's going to be. Amen. We're going to meet him in the air, and then we're going to, there's going to be a lot of good things that's going to take place in glory. Amen. There's going to be a lot of good things. That's what we'll be. Amen. Now, if you want to go through the rapture, you go, I mean, excuse me, if you want to go through the tribulation, you go right ahead, but you'll go through it without me. Amen. I said, you'll go through it without me. I'm getting out of here on the second busload. Amen. The Bible says the dead in Christ shall rise first and then those alive and remain. That speaks of those that are not remaining on earth, though it does include that, but it speaks of those that are remaining in the faith. Those that are alive and remain in the faith shall be caught up to meet him in the air. Amen. But when Jesus, and we're coming back with him when he returns that second time. Amen. He's going to set up his kingdom on earth. He's going to rule and reign literally out of an office in Jerusalem. Amen. And we're going to rule and reign with him forever. Amen. Praise God. Amen. God's got great plans for those that endure to the end. We're not of those that draw back. We're of those that believe to the saving of the soul. But the Bible says there that when he shows up on the, the, the Mount of Olivet, it's going to split asunder. A highway is going to be opened up into, the, into Jerusalem there. And, and, you know, we hear about peace on the idiot box. Peace, we're going to make peace in Israel. We're going to make peace here. We're going to solve all the, the, the wars, the wars, and we're going to make peace. Men are spouting off of, you know, it's campaign time. You know, we're going to do this and we're going to do that. None of them's going to do anything. Hallelujah. You know, <laughs> my hope is not uh, uh, in governors and senators and presidents and kings and queens. Amen. My hope is in the Prince of Peace. Amen. My hope is in the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords this morning. I'm so glad Jesus saved me. Hallelujah. Praise God. But it says when he touches down on earth, amen, there on Mount Olivet, the Bible says he's going to show up wearing a vesture. That's speaking about his garment. 
Amen. He's going to show up with a garment that is covered in blood. The Bible uses the word dipped. He's going to have a, a, a vesture that is dipped in blood. Amen. And, 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 and the Bible says that he shall be called the word of God. And, and that is, is great and as beautiful and as grand as that is, what that tells me right now is that on that day, no one will be saying that the Word of God is not all about the blood. That is, no one on that day will be saying that the Word of God is not about the cross. No one on that day will say that the Word of God is not about Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Ladies and gentlemen, the Word of God is all about, from Genesis to Revelation, it's all about the slain lamb. And then there's testimony, I believe, uh, I may be wrong, over in Isaiah, amen, but I'm reminded as I speak of someone asked Jesus on that day and during that time said, how did you, how did you get those wounds in your hands? Amen. Well, the, that reminds me that he was wounded for my transgressions. He was bruised for my iniquities. The chastisement of my peace was upon him, and by his stripes were healed. That speaks of being healed of every transgression. Every, healed of every sin. Hallelujah. Oh, praise God. We don't have to wait on that. Did you know that? That's today. That's right now. It's a right now healing. It's a right now deliverance. It's a right now salvation. I said, it's right now. I said, everything is right now. It's a past great work. It's a, pre it's a previous work, but it has a right now benefit. Glory to God. Amen. We are saved. We are delivered. We are healed. Amen. If our faith is anchored in the cross. Amen. One brother the other day said, you know, when we put our faith in, in Jesus, we touch everything that he touched. Amen. When he died on the cross, if our faith is in, in him and what his atoning work on the cross, we died there with him. I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life that I now live in this mortal flesh, in this body, the life that I now live, I live by the faith. I said by the faith. There's one God. There's one faith. Glory to God. I live by the faith of the Son of God. Pay close attention to the Word of God. Don't don't get caught up in what men are saying. Get, get caught up and wrapped up in what the, the Bible says. Amen. He said, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me, taking us all the way back to the cross. Praise God. Amen. But I'm saying this to that person, amen, that logged on this morning. You might not be saved. Amen. When, when that person asked Jesus how did he got those wounds in his hand, he responded. Responded. He said, I was wounded in the house of my friends. And, and that was speaking of those that literally crucified him on that day. But he died for them anyhow. Amen. And, and today, it doesn't make any difference how vile of a sin that you have committed. It doesn't make any difference how great of a sinner you are. Though your sins may be as scarlet, they can be made white as wool today. You can be washed. You can be 
cleansed, you can be set free, and you can be delivered today. And you know how that happens? It happens by the mighty, wonder-working power of God, His grace, and it's predicated upon you registering faith in what He did at Calvary. In other words, you just only believe. That's what the Bible says, amen. How did a man say, well, is it that simple? The Bible says it is. Amen. Is it that simple? The Bible says it is because, see, man and religious man, he just pleasure out of prompting you and encouraging you to jump through hoops and do, and for you to do something. Amen. It's not what you do. It's not what you have done. It's not what you can do. It's all about him and what he's already done. Jesus said on the cross when he died, amen, 2,000 years ago, it is finished. You can't add anything to finish. You can't add anything to complete. He said you're complete in him, amen. The Bible says that in him, amen, is the fullness of the Godhead bodily. I don't need anything that man has to offer outside of Jesus. Now, why I do want to hear man pointing me to Jesus. I do want to hear a minister or a ministry that's pointing me to the cross. I do want to hear someone that's telling me more and more about this glad story of how a Savior came from glory. That's what I want to hear, amen. Outside of that, you have nothing to tell me this morning. Amen. Outside of that, I have nothing to put my ears to this morning. Let's stretch our necks and point our ears, amen, to the Lamb this morning and hear what He has to say through His Word. You can be saved this morning if you will only believe. The Bible says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. You can be saved before we end the service. You can be saved before we have the altar call and we'll have one. Amen. I want you to come up here in a little while and I want to pray for you. Amen. We're going to believe for healing. I always believe God for healing. And I need healing right now. I'm believing God for baptism with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. I believe in God to reveal to us more and more of this great message, the message of Jesus Christ and Him crucified. That is the gospel, amen. Because of what Jesus did at Calvary, we can be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Because of what Jesus did at Calvary, we can be healed. Hey, somebody say amen. Praise Somebody say hallelujah. Y'all all right this morning? Now lift your hands and give Him praise. Lift your hands and give Him glory in the house of God. Hallelujah. Praise be the name of the Lord. Amen and amen. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. And we know this morning when we talk about, and I say this all the time, anytime I mention the name Jesus, amen, we're always tying it to what he did at Calvary. Amen. It's always the Jesus of Calvary, the Jesus of the cross. Paul said, I'm determined, and it's a righteous judgment that he made. Amen. I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. Nothing else will work. Amen. And I know because I've tried it all. Amen. The only thing that works today is your faith alone in what Jesus did at Calvary alone. Amen. Thank you for the good worship this morning. Praise God. Amen. I'm blessed by all of it. Amen. Blessed by the young lady up here praising and singing the Lord. Amen. About yea high. Amen. That blesses and thrills me. I thank the Lord. Amen. For what he's doing in our young folks. Praise God. Amen.
Amen. Well, I want to uh, I want to begin, and uh, that's always been my problem, is just trying to figure out where to begin. Amen. I always know where we're headed. I always know what the content's going to be, babe, but I always have a problem with, Lord, now where do you want me to start? Amen. Take your Bibles. Let's go over to, um, and I gave uh, Sister Robin uh, just uh, she, uh, about that long sheet of scriptures to put on the, the thing. I may get to them and I may not. Amen. But they're there. Amen. Take notes. Write down these scriptures. Amen. Study the Word of God. Judge everything I say, teach, and preach based upon the Word of God and not what somebody down the road is saying. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's look at, let's begin in 1 Corinthians chapter 4. I know the Lord's going to speak to us this morning, no doubt in my mind. Hallelujah. We got to get started. First, I want to begin. It may seem a little, a little clumsy, a little awkward, amen. But let's look. Let me give me just a minute to get my bearing here. Let's begin in verse 17, 1 Corinthians chapter 4. There's a lot. Well, no, we're going to have to back up to verse 16, amen. Everybody got it? Say, I got it. Praise God. We're going to teach a little bit this morning, we're going to preach a little bit this morning, amen. Praise the Lord. First Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 16. The cross preacher said, I beseech you, the apostle Paul, wherefore I beseech you. That means that he, he's literally begging the church in Corinth. There was, there was a lot going on in the church there that needed Paul's attention, needed his correction, needed his rebuke, and, 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 and needed a word from the apostle. And he said, wherefore I beseech you, I beg you, be ye followers of me. When I read that, I think about, you know, the, the, the Bible speaks of the apostle Paul being the, the master church builder. He did nothing, you know, outside of the leading and the guiding of the Holy Spirit. But he was the instrument that God worked through and worked mightily through. Amen. But Paul, he, he knew where his help, he knew where his strength came from. Amen. He would testify and he'd say, I, uh, I am what I am, the great apostle. Uh, the, the apostle Paul, he said, I am what I am by the grace of God. He didn't lead credence to, him, to himself in any way. Amen. He, he operated from the standpoint of weakness and God worked through him greatly. God supplied him all the strength, all, everything that the Apostle Paul needed to march the, the, the Roman road and to take this gospel throughout the Roman Empire. Amen. And today, these things are, are reminding us today. The title of my message is, I'm just, I come to remind you of Paul's ways. Amen. I come to remind you of Paul's ways. He said, wherefore I beseech you, be ye followers of me. So we, we need to look at the, at the life and the, uh, the ministry of the apostle Paul. We need to follow the, the him as he followed Christ. He would say that, amen. 
he would follow Christ. He, uh, he, you know, he knew well how to march in the, the liberating truth. He knew well what to lean upon. He knew well, you know, he would say that the, the grace of God, as he was admonishing Timothy, Timothy, he would say, I was even delivered out of the mouth of the lion by the grace of God. Amen. The lion. And we know who that's referring to. It's referring to the one that wants to chew you up. It's, re, it's referring to the accuser of the brethren. Amen. There was a lot of lies that was being spoken uh, as it pertains to the apostle Paul. Amen. But he didn't so much uh, focus upon that as he did just marching through the land and declaring the gospel. Amen. He just turned all of that over to the Lord. Amen. Praise God. He did bear witness. There would be a day, you know, and I didn't get that far earlier in Second. Timothy, amen, he said, I'm going to stand before the righteous judge. Amen, I fought a good fight, I finished my course, and, and, and henceforth there's laid up a, a crown of righteous to me, uh, for me, and it's going to be given to me by the righteous judge, the one that judges righteously, glory to God. Amen, there's a lot out there, they, they see us and they look at us, and when I say us, I'm talking about those that are gathered around uh, 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 the cross, those that are clinging to the cross, amen, here, here look at, they'll look at us and say, well, y'all are just stuck over there in that elementary school, amen, we, we've graduated from that, amen, we're, we're moving on from the cross, if you move on from the cross, you've left the gospel, there's no growth apart from Christ and what he did at Calvary in your faith anchored there, the only thing that you, it might be good for a few days, amen, but the only thing you're going to find apart from the cross and faith in the cross and marching in that and walking in that, denying yourself and denying flesh and taking up the cross every day and all the time, amen. Apart from that, the only thing you're going to find is, is misery. And for a few days, you'll feel good. You'll pat yourself on the back. Amen, look what I've done when all you've done is just uh, get off into stupid. Praise God. So Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, in verse 17, he said, listen closely. He said, for this cause, amen, have I sent unto you the church in Corinth, Timothy, amen, who is my beloved son and faithful in the Lord. And he said, who shall bring you into remembrance of my ways? Now, we'll read on, come back, and we'll talk about that just a little bit more. Amen. And he said, he will bring you, Timothy, he will bring you into remembrance of my ways. And look what he says, which be in Christ. Amen. It wasn't of the flesh. It wasn't of this world. Amen. It was in Christ. And he said, my ways which be in Christ. But I want you to see this next line. Amen. He says, as I teach everywhere and in every church. Amen. That tells me in the Word of God. Amen. Those that tell us, you know, we don't have to preach the cross all the time and for everything Paul did. Amen. Everywhere he went there, and I've asked people, "Do y'all does that 
does that mean to you? Exactly what it means to me? Yes, it means that everywhere he went, he didn't change his message. He was like the old uh, John the Baptist, amen? John the Baptist, Jesus showed up the next day, and again, uh, John said, Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. Well, the apostle Paul, amen, he had, uh, his mind was on one thing, amen? His mind was on one message because he had learned, amen, that's the only thing that would give him hope. That's the only thing that would give him grace. That's the only thing that delivered him from the Jews' religion, amen. That's the only thing that would help anybody else. So everywhere he went, it made no difference. If it was in Philippi, Corinth, Colossae, Thessalonica, it didn't make any difference. Where he went, amen, he always preached the cross as the answer to whatever was going on in that church. If it was uh, if it was adultery, if it was fornication, if it was incest, if it was uh, uh, if it was these false uh, uh, apostles that were coming down to Judaize, from, to the, they call them Judaizers. They were coming down from Jerusalem, uh, uh, presenting themselves as being on a. a, a an apostle when they wasn't they were lying you know what they was trying they was trying to get in the pocketbook of the people amen they was trying to make followers of themselves they cared not about the body of Christ and they cared not about them following Jesus amen but when Paul would show up he said I'm an apostle of Jesus Christ amen I'm an ambassador of Jesus Christ I come to tell you about the one that died on the cross I come to tell you about the power of God. When I show up, I'm not going to show up, amen, spewing out to you the wisdom of men, the ways of the world, humanistic psychology, amen. But when I show up, my message is going to come backed up with the power of God, amen. It's going to come backed up, amen, with a demonstration of the Holy Spirit, amen. You might say, well, where's that demonstration right now? Well, it's right now in you. God's working in you right now as you hear the truth in the Word of God. Amen. God, the Holy Spirit, is working in your heart right now to reveal those things of Jesus Christ, to make it real to you. Amen. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God, and that Word of God is always about the cross. Amen. And Jesus said that when the Holy Spirit shows up, he's going to take this, which is up mind and what is that that is exclusively Jesus well it's his atoning work on the cross that belonged to nobody but him amen and he said amen when the Holy Spirit shows up in John chapter 16 and verse 13 he said how be it when he the spirit of truth is come he will guide you in all truth amen is that not a demonstration and a work of the Holy Spirit a life change Changing work. Amen. Praise God. Well, you know, the, the, the church, amen, today has been so contaminated with all sorts of a hoopla and all sorts of hype, amen. We, we think that you're getting out on the floor, spinning like curly, amen, and kicking, and, 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 and 
we think that that is a demonstration of the Holy Spirit. No, 99.9% of that is flesh. Amen. It's height. Amen. So a true demonstration of the Holy Spirit happens right there where you're seated. Amen. Right there as you're hearing the word of God. God is dealing with you. God, and you might sit there. I know I've done this before. I would sit there and I would pretend and act like I wasn't being convicted. Amen. And we learn how to do that. Amen. I wouldn't dare let the preacher think that he was getting to me through that message. Amen. But let me tell you something. As you sit right there, amen, he's working on you. He's working in you. He's trying to convince you of something and move something out of your life that don't need to be there. And he's going to do that as he makes the death of Jesus Christ more and more real to you. I need to die. I need to, mm, there's no greater weakness than what's found in death. Hey Amen. The Bible says that the strength of, of the Lord is found at weakness. Hey Amen. Now look back at verse 14. Are y'all okay? Are y'all having a good time yet? Verse 14, it says, the Holy Spirit, and he shall glorify me. He shall receive of mine, Jesus Christ, and what he did at Calvary, and he shall show it unto you. Amen. Let me just stop right there. He, he shall show it unto you. Amen. Uh, we, we preach the cross. Amen. But we really, uh, no matter how uh, desperate and uh, we preach a message and everything might go just right. Amen. It's the work of the Holy Spirit to really make it real unto your life. Amen. It's the Holy Spirit that, that draws you to the finished work of Christ. It's Him working in you, praise God. That is the power and the demonstration and the work of God, amen, through the Holy Spirit. And, and He said here, Amen. He said, let me read it again. For this cause have I sent Timothy unto you, who is my beloved son and faithful in the Lord. He shall bring you into remembrance of my ways. What are Paul's ways? Well, we can start, amen, with 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 17 through 18. Amen. Paul said, I, uh, the, Jesus Christ didn't send me, amen, to preach, uh, to, to baptize, amen, but he, he sent me to preach the cross. Amen. He sent me me to preach the power of God for the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness but to us which are saved it is the power of God. Amen. Hallelujah. So, and so you can go on over what is Paul's way. What verse 23 remember how we used to hear it we preach Christ we preach Christ crucified remember how we used to hear that. Amen. And we very seldom hear that anymore. Amen. We preach the the the, the, the word of God and the gospel has not changed. Those that are still marching in this gospel, we still preach Christ and him crucified. We preach Christ. We preach Christ and him crucified. That is Paul's ways. He didn't have multiple ways. He didn't change his way just because he got an invite to preach in Texarkana. <laughs> or any place else. 
Amen. He didn't just he didn't come and just tell people what he thought they might want to hear. Amen. To pad his pocketbook. Amen. Pray. He would say, "I didn't come after your silver and gold. I didn't come after your offering. I didn't come after your paycheck and your love offering." Amen. I come to declare Jesus Christ and Him crucified. That was what was on his heart. Amen. He said. Uh, he said. I, I, there's there's a burden upon me to go into all the world and to declare this glad story, the message of Jesus Christ and him crucified. I Paul's ways. I've already said it multiple times. Chapter 2 and verse 2, I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ in him crucified. Amen. Now let's just stay right there in verse 18. Now before we do that, I want to bring your attention to something. You know, Paul, if I if I understood that right, Paul had already sent Titus to Corinth with uh, the, his epistle to the church in Corinth. Amen. Amen. And then he sends Timothy. Amen. He says, for this cause have I sent, t- sent unto you Timothy, Paul knowing, gotten a report of all the things that's going on in the church of Corinth. Amen. So Paul has sent Titus with the, his letter, his epistle. Amen. And, and right on the heels of that, amen, Paul's pulling out all the stops here. Amen. Because there was a there was a church. Amen. Their, their, their validity and reason for being and existing was at stake. So right on the heels of Titus taking that epistle to the church in Corinth, amen, he sent Timothy, knowing that Timothy would set everything in order. Amen. And he said, I love the way it says, amen, for this cause, because of those things, the problems, the issues, the sin, the the uh, the, the uh, determination to follow something other than in the cross, their allegiance to these false apostles that came down from Jerusalem, the home office, amen. But he said, for this cause have I sent you Timothy. But you know, there wasn't a huge crowd of preachers that the apostle Paul could depend upon. Amen. He, he, he trusted Titus and he trusted Timothy. Amen. And he called Titus his beloved son. He called Timothy his beloved son. Both men of the faith. Both men of God. He trusted both of them. He fathered both of those in the faith. But there was very few in that day and time, even during the time of the ministry of the apostle Paul, that he could trust to take his letters, amen, to the place that they were to go to and then not stop on the way and take a few pages out or change it or twist it, amen, hallelujah, or distort it or pervert it in any way. Amen, and praise God. You know, there are a few, and they are a few. Now, if that ruffles your feathers, turn around, and your feathers are laid down, young lady. Hallelujah. 
Amen. They are a few that God is still using today that are trustworthy with the epistles that the apostle Paul wrote. Amen. That we that we receive it like he wrote it and we strive to understand it. Amen. We strive to keep it pure. We strive to keep it powerful. Our prayers, Lord, show me and reveal to me what you're saying in your word. We need to know what it says and we need to know what it means and the Holy Spirit is the one that can help us know what it means he said Jesus said he will reveal to you the truth my prayer is often Lord show me help me your spirit reveal to me what's being said in the word of God amen but there are a few today Amen, like Titus and like Timothy. And oftentimes, especially when I hear the name Timothy, I, I immediately think about the modern-day church. I mean, it reminds me of the church. And here this, this young pastor is that was fathered under the, the, the apostle Paul. Amen. Paul trusted him. Amen. Not to change anything. Amen. Not to, not to remove the rebuke. Not to rebuke, not to remove the warning. Amen. Like a lot of people have done today. Amen. Well, let's just tell people about the love of Jesus. And we are doing that. Amen. But uh, the, the, the love of, of God, amen, rejoices in truth and not in iniquity. I said the love of God rejoices not in iniquity, but rejoices in truth, amen. Praise God. I'm thankful this morning for the agape love, the God kind of love this morning that loved me. Oh, Calvary's heal and died for me, amen. There's no greater love than that as the pastor has already said, amen. But today, even with with that love, I can love those that are unlovable. I can love those that, that have despitefully used me. I can love those that have hurt me and even brought me to tears, but it's the love of God. It's not me. It's not something that I muster up. It's the work of the Holy Spirit. It's the fruit of the Spirit, glory to God. It's not of me. It's of Him working in and through me. Hallelujah. Amen. So the desire to remove the warning and the rebuke. Amen. Let's, and this is the mindset of the modern day church. Amen. And if you don't see it, you need to open your eyes up and start seeing it. Amen. The modern day church is all about peace. It's all about, it's all about love. It's all about unity. But it's, it's a false peace. It's a false love. It's a false unity. Let's just all lay down the sound doctrine. We'll just lay that down. Amen. Let's just all get together and just snuggle up and we'll just love each other. Amen. We'll just hug on one another. Amen. We won't let any, we'll just tolerate each other. We won't let anything, amen, separate us. That's a false kind of love that's not of God. The unity that God is bringing in this final hour is a separation from that which is leaven, a separation from that which is mixture, a separation from that which is not of righteousness, a separation from that which is not of God. And if it's not about the cross, it's not of God. Amen. Amen. Just plain and simple. 
Amen. So you have a few that's gathered around God's altar. You have a few that's gathered, clinging to the cross, that's not ashamed of the gospel, that's not this, that don't back up at the rebuke, that don't back up at the at the warning. Amen. Some of you had, had don't you don't know as much about me as maybe Pastor Curtis does, but you know I say it often. Ain't nobody been rebuked any more than I have. <laughs> Amen. But, uh, but only those, man, man, y'all are listening good, I can tell. Only the, only, only, everybody say only. Got to get you involved here. Only those that are able to receive and endure the rebuke will be able to go on and become all that God desires you to be. Only those. Amen. The Bible says God chastens, and that word chastens can include a little reproof and a little rebuke. It could include a little correction. I'm not here to correct anyone. That's Pastor Curtis's job in, in conjunction uh, with the Holy Spirit, amen. But I'm, I'm, I did come here today to remind you of the Apostle Paul's ways, amen. And in his letters, it wasn't all just about how much he loved the body, though he would, he would remind them of his great love toward the body but there would be reproof there would be correction there would be warning and sometimes amen the church didn't like it amen he said all of those over there in Asia left me the whole bunch the whole kit and caboodle I told uh, y'all okay I told the, the, the men back home, Brother James, Brother Jonathan, I think it was Wednesday night right before the broadcast, I, say, I said, you know, the, the mindset of the world, and it's also kept crap into the church, and it's flesh. We've got to see beyond that. The mindset of the majority of the church, because you've been, you've been taught all this life, all this your, this your life, what I'm about to say. The mindset is that success is based upon numbers. We get wrapped up in, you know, well, we, we had a 100 in the service today. Hello? Amen. So we've been conditioned by the world and by the school system. Amen. They, they teach, you know, uh, uh, you know self-esteem. Amen. Get out there and get it and get after it, amen, and conquer the world. There's no champion in any of us this morning apart from Jesus. I said there's no champion in any of us today apart from Jesus. And you can't embrace self-esteem and esteem him highly also, amen. One is going to uh, push, off the, uh, push out the other, amen. If we're to esteem Christ highly, we've got to come to the place that we see, to where we think so low of our ourselves that we're willing to die on Calvary's cross and come to the place that the Holy Spirit is delivering us unto. 
Amen. Amen. That's what he said, 2 Corinthians 4, 11. We, we preached that, taught that so much. Amen. The people know that if they hear a message, that's coming out. Amen. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit, the Word of God is always delivering us and presenting us unto death because only from that place, amen, can the power of God be found working. We're always delivered unto death. Amen. And so that for Jesus' sake, because he died to give it, amen, and make it possible, but we're always delivered unto death, so also, so that the life of Christ might be manifested in our mortal body, amen, if you're going to, if there's going to be an operation, a demonstration, a a revealing of Christ in your life. You got to be found dead this morning at Calvary's cross. Hallelujah. And let him raise you up in newness of life. Raise you up into the place to where we walk in victory, not because of who we are, but because of who he is and what he did with us on the cross. Help me, Lord. Y'all with me? Praise God. Let there be some Timothys and some Tituses in this final hour. The, the very outcome of that church in Corinth that Paul had planted, preached and raised it up, preaching the message of the cross to him, was in jeopardy. Amen. Had to bring them into remembrance of my ways. Listen, you need to be careful, saints. Amen. Let's don't get to the place to where we get puffed up. Amen. Well, I know all about the cross. Amen. I, you know, I know everything there is to know about the cross. How many times have we heard that? Amen. Well, I know all about the cross. Amen. Well, when I hear that, that tells me they know nothing about the cross. Amen. They know nothing about what God desires to reveal them in the cross. It says, For this cause have I sent you, Timothy, amen, who is my beloved son and faithful in the Lord. Amen. And it says, He shall bring you into remembrance of my ways. Amen. Which be in Christ as I teach everywhere and in every church. And then I'm just going to go over verse 18. And he said, Now some of you are puffed up as though I would not come to you, amen, but I will come to you shortly if the Lord will, amen, and you will know, you will hear not the speech of them which are puffed up, but the power, amen, you won't hear, amen, the same proclamation and the same speech of those that are puffed up, amen, but you hear power, you hear the preaching of the cross, you hear that life-changing message. You'll hear what you need to hear and what we all need to hear. And I'm right up front. What we all need to hear is the message of the cross. Amen. Over and 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 over. Amen. Because that is the message that'll keep your faith anchored in the proper object. God gave us faith. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. That's the message of the cross right there. God doesn't have any other word for us, amen. God gave us faith. 
gave us one faith. There's one God. There's one faith. There's one baptism, he said. Amen. And that speaks of our baptism into Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. What the cross does. Romans 6 and 3. Don't you know that so many of us were baptized into Jesus? You want to know where I'm at this morning? Amen. Looks like I'm parading around up here and spitting everywhere. But I'm in Jesus this morning. He's my abiding place. He is my hiding place this morning. You are dead and your life is hid uh, with Christ in God. I have a hiding place this morning. I said, I have a refuge this morning. I said, no matter what the world throws at me, no matter what the religious system of this day and time, they hated the apostle Paul. He disrupted everything. Amen. He was, he, he was, you, you remember, just take back to the Old Testament. You remember what, oh, Ahab, hey, man, he, Met, met Elijah on the road one day. Now, Ahab was the one that kept up and fed 850 false prophets. That's right, it was 850. Look at it again. You know, he, he housed, took, took care of, clothed, fed, amen, kept them false prophets. He took care of them. That's who Ahab was. Amen. He's likened unto the powers of darkness. Amen, the, the accuser of the brethren. I'm just telling you how I see it this morning, amen. Praise God. Amen. So he, so uh, this man of God, Elijah, which was a man of the cross, he, he's rebuilding the altar, amen, there in Carmel, hallelujah, put, 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 stack the wood up, stack up the stones, put a sacrifice on it, he, and then you know what he did? He made a trench around it, amen. He made, he made a trench around that altar that he made, and what would that what did that mean? Well, that meant that everything that's inside that trench, that altar, the man of God standing there preaching the altar, that was the only thing that was of God. That was the only thing that pleased him. Amen. And it was a 62-word prayer that Elijah prayed. I think it was 62 words. It was a bit of while since I counted. Amen. But he prayed a 62-word prayer, and then the fire came down from heaven. That means to me two things. It means God's judgment and it means God's acceptance. God accepted that altar that Elijah had raised up because it pointed forward to what Jesus would do at Calvary. And the end of that story, amen, tells us, amen, anyone is standing right there at that altar, amen, the fire of God's judgment will fall upon the altar. It will fall upon Jesus Christ and him crucified. And if you're standing away from that and apart from that, the judgment and the wrath of God will fall upon you. Now you ask me again how important the cross is. <sighs> Amen. So here we have the, the cross preaching the land. They gathered up all the false prophets, the Bible says, took them down to creek and, and killed them there. We don't do that today. We'll avoid them. We just turn from them. In other words, we render them dead to our life. <laughs> Hello. It's not part of it's not part of me anymore. I found what I need. I found what I want more of it. 
Hallelujah. So all Ahab, and I, I'm not, no, I didn't give Sister Robin all of these scriptures. I don't know how I got off over here. Amen. But so here's Ahab, the one that took care of 850 false prophets, and he met Elijah on the road one day. And oh, Ahab, and he saw him and said, Are you the one that's troubling Israel? <laughs> it's, it's old Don Ragsdale. He's the one. He's the one that's troubling the land. No, he's just determined to know nothing but the gospel of Jesus Christ and him crucified. Amen. And that's certainly going to ruffle some feathers. Amen. The, the, for, to those that are determined to know something else. See, you're, you're in this story one way or the other. In the Bible, you're in it one way or the other. You're either determined to know nothing but Jesus Christ and him crucified or you're in it on the flip side of the coin and you're determined to know something else. And there's a whole lot more that's determined to know something else than it are those that are determined to know nothing but Jesus Christ. And you catch me, that catch you by surprise. Man, I can't believe it. You're going to stand up here and talk about how great this gospel is and then tell us, you know, that everybody's not on board. No, everybody is not on board the gospel ship. They're determined to know something else. But in that determination, amen, they have learned how, amen, and I got this from Brother Curtis, but actually he got it from me a long time ago, but he forgot it. <sighs> They've learned, we do that, we swap things back and forth. But they've learned how to be professional pretenders. Hello? Paul told Timothy over there, amen, said they'll come. And man, they're going to look very religious. They got all the, they got a form of godliness, but they're denying the power thereof. And the power of true godliness, the power of true righteousness, the power of holiness, the power to be able to live, amen, a, a life that's pleasing unto the will of God. All of that, all of that comes by way of the cross and our faith in that. But you got a whole church world, amen, I might as well just go ahead and pick on a few more while I'm here, amen, but you got a whole church world out there that's clamoring over what's going on over there, amen, and the, but, but the reason for that is, and you look at it, man, that looks pretty good, amen, that's a that's very religious crowd over there, amen, they sure are selling a lot of hot dogs, amen, and they, they're going to come around and try to sell you, amen, a spaghetti supper ticket, nothing wrong with that, but that's their emphasis of their ministry, amen. They're trying to sell you a ticket. They're trying to get you to come to their fishing rodeo. They're trying to get you to come to their carnival. They're trying to get you to come to whatever flesh-pleasing activity that they have going on. That's that religious crowd, and it's appeasing to the flesh and the entirety, 99.9% .9 of the church world is flocking to that. <laughs> Paul said they had a form of godliness, but they're denying the power thereof. See, I'm a, if you hadn't noticed it yet, I'm just an old plowboy from Tennessee. Daddy had a, I'm not that old, but he was, had a mule, 
and one of them walked behind plows. Amen. Got to get the plowing done. Where you been all day, Daddy? Been plowing, busting up clods. Hallelujah. I'd watch him sometimes. Amen. He'd hit them old rough spots, and that mule he'd just keep going. That plow'd jump all over the place. You know, he'd hit a rough spot. He just kept on plowing. We're gonna hit some rough spots along the way. We just keep on plowing. Hallelujah. I said we just keep on plowing. In spite of the rough spots, we just keep on plowing. We just keep on marching. Amen. But uh, I've seen some of those. Now, praise God. I know I'm being led into what I'm saying. This I had no, but I, I've seen those tears. I've seen them out in the field. Amen. Daddy would take a truckload of wheat and uh, we, I'd ride with him uh, to the to the market and that man would come out of the office there. He'd come out with a big scoop about that long. He'd stick it down in that uh, truckload of wheat and he'd pull it out. He'd, he'd inspect it. He'd look at it. Amen. I'd look over in there. I was just, you know, maybe three or four years old. I'd look maybe five. I don't know. Amen. But I'd look over in there and I'd ask him, so what are you looking for? And there'd be crickets and grasshoppers and all sorts. There'd be a rock or two every once in a while. But that didn't seem to bother him. Amen. What bothered this inspector, amen, was the tears. And he said, well, son, I'm looking for the tears. And I said, well, what is that? And so he pulled one out. Amen. See this right here? And I said, well, it looks like wheat to me. He said, it does, but it's a tear. Amen. And, and the enemy has sold the tears. Okay, now. But I want, to, I want to tell you something about the tear. It looks just like the wheat. But, but what caught me by surprise when he said this is a tear, amen, he squeezed it. And he said, son, you see what's happening there? I said, yeah. I said, there's nothing on the inside. See, the tear has a body. It has a form that looks like wheat. Don't forget now, it's denying the power thereof. It's denying the cross. It only has an outward hull. It only has a form. It has nothing on the inside. It has no grain. There's nothing there but an outward show. Man, are we getting into this? Amen. Hallelujah. And the, and the Bible says, and I'm not going to take it all the way to the end there because you know it probably better than I do. But it's interesting to me that the enemy, the one that sowed the tares, he sowed it on fertile ground. He sowed those tares. The enemy sowed the tares on fertile ground. And you know what else it says? He said because somebody was asleep and the enemy came in and sowed the tares among the wheat. Because somebody was asleep. Somebody was slumbering. Somebody was sleeping on the job. Amen. There was a pastor, an overseer, a watchman that had fallen asleep on the wall. And so these terriers crept in. Hallelujah. They crept in. They crept in, and they desired to pervert the whole truckload. They desired to pervert the whole, the whole truckload. 
<laughs> but guess what? If you know the truth, you'll know who's telling the truth. If you know the truth, you'll know who's walking in the truth. If you know, I come to, don't forget now, over there in Corinth, Man, they have been influenced by false apostles, Judaizers. They came down from Corinth. Man, they had pretty letters. Amen. We got recommendations from the home office. Amen. And they brought it. And the thing of it is, they brought it in. And they were saved and, and, and established on the preaching of the apostle Paul. But these came in. Amen. And they presented letters of recommendation. Amen. And, and they, they, they recommended one another. They commended one another. But it was all so they could get in the door and kick Paul and his teaching to the curve and so they could make followers of themselves. That's what happened there. Amen. So Paul, Titus, get over there with this letter. Timothy, get over there with this and set the church in order. Go over and preach my ways because if you do that, everything will come back together. There'll be some that will recognize that they veered and they will repent. Some won't. But there'll be some that'll recognize that they erred and they will repent. That's, man, that's the love of God. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. That's the love of God. This message that we preach is not a message of elimination. It's a message of reconciliation. Hallelujah. It, we're not eliminating anyone. We're preaching the only avenue that you can be reconciled. But you have to first see and understand that you have erred, that you have left the course, that you're no longer marching, amen, in the avenue that God has given us to march in, and that's a denial of yourself, amen, and taking up the cross and doing it daily so that you can follow Jesus. So Paul, get over there, remind them, of my ways. You, you're, and some of you may think, why do we need that message here, man? You got one of the finest pastors in the country. Well, it may not necessarily be all together for you. There's some folks that's listening this morning that uh, none of us might not ever know or meet. We want to influence them, but we want to influence them with the truth. Amen. We want to influence them with the truth. I got I got to do one other thing, and I've run out of time. I see the clock back there. It's the biggest clock I have ever seen. <laughs> Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. I'm looking for it. Oh, praise God. Amen. Here it is. Page three. Second Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9. 
And he said unto me, the Lord speaking to the Apostle Paul, said, my grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength is made perfect. That means the place where it's all sufficient. And his grace is made perfect in weakness. That's that crucified place. You can't get any weaker than death. It's a removal of total dependence upon you and total, complete dependence upon him and what he did. And in that place, because apart from that death, we're always trying to dig our way out of it. We're always trying to make it right. We're always trying to accomplish something. We become the doer instead of the believer. Amen. He said, for my strength, Lord speaking to the apostle Paul, great cross preacher, my strength is made perfect in weakness. That's, that's the strength that I want. Hallelujah. I know that Paul told Timothy, Timothy, amen, you, God's going to give you strength to be able to endure. Amen. But he knew, Paul knew and he was believing Timothy understood that that strength is coming from weakness. It's coming from identifying with that death. It's all so important. It's all, that is all so important to, our, to us today, church, that we identify with that death. Hallelujah. Keep me weak, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. We, when we pray that and we desire that, we, we receive that by clinging to the cross. I'm crucified with Christ. Amen. So that his grace and his strength will become perfect to me. Means that it would supply whatever I have need of. Most gladly, therefore, I had rather glory in my infirmities, amen, which really means he's glorying in his need of strength, amen. He's glorying in his need. I glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me, amen. Hallelujah. It's not so much that we, we glory in the low spots, but in those spots, the low spots, the difficult times and the gift, difficult days, we learn to glory in those low places. Amen. We learn to glory in those places of weakness because we know that God is going to show up right on time and give me the ability to rise above that and give Get back to marching again. He knew that. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my affirmatives that the, it says it, that the power of Christ might rest upon me. Verse 10, therefore, I take pleasure in reproaches. I take pleasure in necessities. I take pleasure in persecution. I take pleasure in distresses for Christ's sake because he died on the cross that I might be delivered from these things. These places is where his strength is made perfect. And I understand more and more and more about what he means when he told me, you can do nothing. 
without me, you can do nothing. If you want to receive a mighty working of the power of God in your life, amen, realize that you can do nothing. Deny your efforts, your abilities, your religion, whatever your the law, whatever you're called, deny all of that. Take up the cross always and follow him. He, he is my victory today. Amen. He said, for when I am weak, which is all the time. Remember? Get that. Get out. It's all the time. My dependence is, is on him all the time because I recognize all the time that I've been delivered to death. There's no weaker place than death. Amen. For when I am weak, which is all the time, watch it. There's no time to get a big head this morning. No time to get puffed up today. For when I am weak, which is all the time, then... Then am I strong. Then am I strong. Praise God. Lift your hands toward heaven. Give him praise. I don't want to, but I'm going to have to quit right there. Praise God. Amen. How about standing with me a little bit one more time this noon hour? Amen. Those who are listening by internet, you can stand with us. Worship with us this morning. You know, the Bible says, the Lord says, cast your every care upon him. Whatever you have need, whatever, whatever you're going through today, the answer is found in Jesus Christ, the person Jesus Christ and what he did at Calvary. That's your answer. And I know some of you, once again, have heard that many times. I'm just here to bring you a remembrance of what you already know. Bring you a remembrance of Paul's way. Not just you, but those who are listening by internet. And I want to encourage you this morning, those who are in this room, amen, as, you, as you're Look into the Lord for your need this morning. Might be some things you need to just repent of, make things right with the Lord, get it out of your life and move on. Hallelujah. Pray for those that's listening by internet that the Lord will deal with them today. Hallelujah. We might not ever see them. We pray that wherever they are, there'll be a mighty move of God and the operation of the Holy Spirit, His life-changing power. Pray that they be touched this morning. Pray that they be saved and delivered and healed this morning. God wants to heal in this place. And I'm going to invite you, those that have a specific or special need, it could be all of us. I could give you a list this morning of mine. But I know where my help comes from. I know who I'm looking to this morning for every need. He died on that cross, Romans 8 and 32, to provide us freely 
all things that pertains to life and godliness. I'm going to ask you to just step out and just walk on down, just stand down around the front. You know we don't have to do that. But you know I'm an old-fashioned Pentecostal preacher. There's been a few services I didn't have an altar call, but it just I feel like that's just something that we have to do. Not making it a law by any means, but it's just something about coming down. It's something about pressing in. It's something about walking forward. Hallelujah. If you need healing in your body this morning, I'm going to ask the ministers to help me this morning. If you need healing in your body, especially this morning, Sister Debbie, if you would come on down, huh? We're going to pray for you as, as well. Those that are listening by internet, if you need healing in your body this morning, I want you to reach your hand this way. We're going to believe with you. We're going to unite with you in the spirit this morning and believe God to heal and make every bit whole. If you would, Brother Don, just lay hands. Brother Andrew, Father, we come to you this morning. We're believing you for a healing miracle. Father, to touch and make every bit whole in the mighty name of Jesus. Disease be gone. In the mighty name of Jesus, Father, let there be healing this morning. Let it be done. In the mighty name of Jesus, touch from the crown of the head all the way down to the very soul of the feet. Just flow. Let your healing virtue flow like never before. Heal and make every bit whole. Let it be done. In the mighty name of Jesus. Father, heal, touch Sister Debbie. Let there be healing. Let there be healing this morning to heal and make every bit whole. We're believing God for your healing virtue to flow right now in a mighty way. Let there be a healing miracle. In Jesus' lovely name. Hallelujah. Heal in the mighty name of Jesus. We ask it, Lord. Let there be healing. Let there be healing in the house of God. You're not done yet, Lord. Let there be healing. Every bit whole in the mighty name of Jesus. Let it be done, Lord. Let it be done in the mighty name of Jesus. We sang about it this morning. We preached about you this morning. Lord God, by your stripes, we're healed physically, mentally, and spiritually this morning. We're believing for a miracle healing. In the mighty name of Jesus, let it be done. Touch my dear sister this morning. Lord God, and let there be healing in the house of God. Touch, Lord. Come see the Hallelujah. Glory to the precious Lamb of God. We thank you, Lord. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you all the honor. In Jesus' loving name. Hallelujah. Let there be a rest to the soul. Lord, we're believing for you to bring a rest to the soul. We're believing body to bring your soul today. Let there come. Let there be a rest, Lord, that 
Oh, His name is Jesus. The rest of God, the peace of God. His name Let is it be Jesus. done in Jesus' name. Let us cast our every care. Let us throw down all imaginations this morning. Hallelujah. He's awesome in Let it be done in Jesus' loving name. Yes. Casting down every imagination, taking captive of it all so it no longer has us captive. Hallelujah. Yes, yes. He died so Hallelujah. Yes, Glory to the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord, let it be done. Have your way. Just flow now. Yes, Lord. Let it be done. Hallelujah. Have your way, dear Lord. Have your way. In the mighty name of Jesus, shut Bring that peace that we need. Bring that refreshing that we need. Look into you. What you did at Calvary. Hallelujah. Yes, the light of the world. freedom in his name. Thank you, Lord. Sing it. One more time, just a little bit more. Let us just enjoy the presence of the Lord for just a minute longer. Just a little bit longer. Let us stay joined together just a minute longer. Just a little bit longer. Let us enjoy the fellowship of the saints, the presence of God, the presence of God's people. Just a little bit longer. Oh, hallelujah. hallelujah. Oh, my God, my Lord, my Jesus, and my Savior. He's altogether lovely today. He's altogether lovely. Praise God. Praise God, praise God. to the Lord that he speak to you.
make you wait a little longer. Just waiting upon him. Just waiting upon you, Lord. This message that you heard today is really a, a word from the Lord to confirm a part of the reason of the message today is to confirm that as letters were written such as this and men were sent to that place where the letter went, as Pastor Wayne said, there was a, an opportunity to repent. There was an opportunity to come out from among all that or to get back in the proper place. Just like all the letters that were written to the seven churches in the book of Revelation, there was an opportunity for people to repent and to get back where they needed to be. These churches that the Lord is raising up that are beginning to pop up all over the country and literally the world, these churches who the Lord is bringing back to their first love, and they're having to literally come out from among all the other because the majority of what is there is not right. So there has to be gatherings of people that are hearing what is written in the word and they are repenting and they are being gathered by the Lord and so these cross preaching as we call them churches they are full of those who are taking heed to the words in the letters it's like in Revelation 3.20 the knock on the door this church is full of people who heard the knock and responded. In all the other situations, those who were being controlled by Jezebel, this church is full of those people who departed from all that. The letter to the church in Corinth. This church is being built by the Lord. I'm talking about this local gathering and others like it. Is being built by the Lord Jesus Christ, establishing his people in righteousness, not with men being exalted, but with Christ being exalted through the truth of the gospel. So that's I say these things with great joy and appreciation for the message that we heard this morning. Because things like we heard this morning are easily written off by the blind. But they're not easily written off by those who want to serve God and please God. 
because it's the truth that he uses such as he gave Paul to send to that church. And more than likely, most people in that church did not turn around because as it is now, so it was then. But there was always a few that would say, that's for me. That is for me. That's why we're here. That's why this metal building is on this little piece of property. Because that's the kind of people who can receive a rebuke there. And I'm, I'm, I'm closing. I'm not going to keep you till supper time tonight. But there are scriptures in the Old Testament that tell us straight out, rebuke and reproof is your life. It's your, if you can't take it, you can't live. And Pastor Wayne said that well this morning. So I'm encouraged. And I'm, not, I'm more than encouraged. I'm always at the preaching of the gospel. You're put in check. We don't want to just be found beating the air, going to a cross preaching. We want to be involved in the work of the Holy Spirit, allowing this truth to be changing us. Amen? Amen. I love the service this morning the Lord blessed us with. And I'm thankful for Pastor Wayne, his wife Debbie, coming to see us again. And if you're watching online and you didn't hear us take up an offering, make sure you give to Pastor Wayne before he goes back. You can do it right now by texting the word GIVE to 903-231-5950. He, he didn't come for an offering. He came to preach the offering. He didn't come to get an offering, but we're going to give him an offering. You can write your checks out to Crossway Church if you're here. If you didn't give, make sure you do. Be a blessing. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the word, the word that you sent us. The word that became flesh and dwelt among us and went to the cross for us. We thank you for reminding us this morning that we can make it to the finish line victoriously. We can avoid falling into the distractions if we keep our eyes on you and what you provided for us at Calvary. I pray this morning, Lord, for Pastor Wayne and Sister Debbie. I pray for their ministry in Greenwood. I pray, Lord, that you would bring the increase that you desire for them to experience there. I pray that you would bring the increase there in that place. Souls would be saved and many Christians would be convicted and come home, come back to their first love, come back to the, the place where the first works began. I thank you this morning, Lord, for what you're doing in and through their lives. And though many have griped and murmured and complained and thrown rocks at the preacher, we know they're only throwing them at you. We just thank you for the stand you've given him and those in Greenwood and we just pray that in the days ahead the stand would remain and the truth would only increase and the power of God the power of the Lord Jesus Christ would be found resting upon him his wife and the ministry there in Greenwood and all those others who are hearing the 
the call back to their first love, back to their first works, the call. Those recognizing that the Bible is to them in the proper context of your son and what he did at Calvary. We give you all the praise this morning. And I thank you for every life that you've reached into the heart today and touched. And I pray that that will not just be words that say, I enjoyed it, but a work of the Holy Spirit that continues from what we heard this morning, even as we leave this place today. And as we do, we give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory, because it surely belongs to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Be sure and hug Pastor Wayne and his wife before they get out of here and we leave this place today. And we're just so grateful. Praise the Lord. Get on the gospel ship.